Uh-oh. Guess what day it is? Guess what day it is? Huh? Anybody? Julie, hey, guess what day it is? Oh, come on, I know you can hear me. Mike, 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 Mike. What day is it, Mike? <laughs> Leslie, guess what today is? It's hump day. Thanks for tuning in to Midweek Jam with Rhonda and Jules. We are helping dental assistants get over the hump of the week Wednesday. Jules and I have been dental assisting for a long time. We may not be experts, but we sure are old. (laughs) What we're doing is we're going online. We're finding that some dental assistants are running into humps with their team, with their dentist, with the career field. We are dissecting them, pulling out those pearls, and helping you get over the hump of the week Wednesday. Today's episode is powered by Zen Supplies. It's the next generation of ordering products on an online platform. It's never having to run out of products. It's literally knowing what's in your inventory at a click of a button. They are the DA's best friend, helping us save our dentist money and get our time back. Go check them out, www.zensupplies.com. Well, good morning, Ms. Jules. How are you? Good morning, Miss Rhonda. Happy hump day. Happy hump day. <laughs> oh, it's too early for humping. I mean, well, I mean for hump days. <laughs> oh, this is a clean Weird podcast. Now. Clean, clean. Clean podcast. Oops, sorry. <laughs> I'm trying to get to the hump of getting to work today. By the way, I have to stop. You can all hear what I need to order, but this chickie needs to eat. It's really early in the morning and we work long day today and sometimes we don't get to eat lunch, right? Dental assistant. Sometimes lunch is far and few between. So as long as I eat breakfast, I think I'm good till I get home at five o'clock, six o'clock. There you six go. O'clock today. You know, it's mm-hmm. funny. Cause like a lot of my practices, like I've been w- with ones that really do the lunch break. And then I've been with ones that do like a modified lunch break where you kind of just go right. eat whenever there's a window of opportunity. And I think I like that better because at the end of the day, all the stuff gets done. Like, it, it yeah. just, you know, everybody complains about not having an actual hour-long lunch break, but I, I like it. Like, especially if we're all mature enough to know, okay, this is your window. Go eat. I've got this patient. Okay. And now my window doesn't roll down, so this is real fun. See, it's not rolling. It's coming. Oh, there it goes. See, woo! Good morning. <laughs> Can I get a plain bagel with egg and cheese? Those are plain bagel with egg and cheese, okay. And a medium peppermint mocha coffee with two creams and two sugars, and that's it. Those medium hot peppermint mocha with two creams, two sugars? Yes. Okay, it's going to be five ninety nine. You can pour four. Thank-, Thank you. I do not get Dunkin' Donuts. I do not get donuts at Dunkin' Donuts. I'm not a, you know, I'm not a big donut pan- fan. No, bagels and what a way better substance, you know, as a I as love a, their bagels. <laughs> the the person that well this this Dunkin' Donut always makes the coffee just right and the bagel just right. I've been to others where the coffee is eh and the bagel's like eh, you know. So I choose to <laughs> to to stay at this one. A bagel is boiled um, bread, right? Don't they boil it? I have no idea. I think I don't I know, some bake them. We have a bagel shop that bakes them. 
Oh, I've seen that video where like the how it's made, and I'm pretty, how are you? pretty sure some of the bagels are boiled. That's so wild. Yeah, I bet everybody's office is really busy. Thank you. Oh yeah, I'm man. Insurance benefits about to roll over. <laughs> oh my god, people are running in like crazy. Thank you so much. Do you do you have? I feel like there's not enough time in the day. I know. Well, do you have the ones that have like really large treatment plans and they're going to do half until their insurance benefits cap out and then the other half after one January? Um, some, some are like getting the implant inserted now and then they'll do the crown next year. Yeah. So they wait until like November, December, October, November, December to get the implant placed and then they'll come back next year for the abutment and the crown. Yeah. So, which is okay. It's fine. You know, hey, it's, you know, your dental insurance is only a contribution to your cost of your dental care. It's not going to cover everything in full. I really seriously want to hold a class for people to talk about their dental insurance and what they can expect. Yeah. It's, it's really, it should be called a benefit, especially in the dental field. It's, you know, more of a contribution and yeah. to help you fund some of your teeth. And it's very important that you keep your teeth. So I would really, you know, I think it'd be beneficial to talk to people so they understand more, like, what to expect when you go to a dentist. That's Maybe that's what I should hold a class. What to expect when you go to your dentist. Yes, especially if you've been playing hooky for two decades. Mm-hmm. Yep. I think that would because be people don't understand. like a public service announcement kind of thing. Yes. Yeah. I what like you it. can expect. Your dental insurance doesn't cover everything in full. It might cover your, your hygiene, your preventative, your six months, maybe, you know, in full. It might. But the rest of it just gives you a contribution towards it. Yeah. So it's just crazy. So do you have a post? I do, I do, I do. Okay, so my post is out of Dental Assistant Worldwide Group, and the okay. poster stated, has anyone gotten fired from their dental assistant position? Would anyone mind sharing their experience and how you went about going on interviews afterward, knowing the potential employer knew and asked why you got fired? Okay. So, this was, this, okay. I. I've never actually gotten fired, so I just want to put that out there that this is clearly just what I would do if it did happen to me. I can't say right. from experience. Um, right. So if, if it was a really negative experience and um, I knew that nothing productive would come from that, uh, that, that new practice calling the old practice, I don't know that I would put them on my resume. Okay. Um, unless it was like the only position I ever had and it was 10 years and you would have to just, if, if that was the case and I didn't have anything else to put on my resume, I would have to put it on my resume. And then I would say, you know what, there was, we, we didn't fit. There was a difference of opinions. Um, you know, we just, we weren't the, the best match and I'm here now because I foresee you being my possible future forever dental home. I love everything that you guys stand for. And this is the culture and environment that I think I could thrive in and I could be a great asset to your practice. All right. So you were saying that if it was your only job, which is hard because depending on the length that you were there, right? Right. 
So I think if you are getting fired, I think people need to start knowing the reason why they're getting fired. And if it's some asinine reason, like the budget's too high, it wasn't you, um, you know, maybe just you you didn't fit their practice. And that's okay because every dental assistant has to find the right home and, and, and the right fit. Not every pair of pants fits me. I have to find the right fit, right? Right. So I think you, we need to start asking, why am I being let go? And if it's really a legitimate, not a legitimate or a legitimate reason, whatever the reason being, maybe we should start asking too for letters of references or recommendation because that practice knows if they're letting you go because, you know, anything but like stealing or theft or felonies or whatever, you know, it's going to hurt you if they say, if they call and say, well, she was fired. And technically, they can't say that. They, they can only say yes or no questions. Right. So the law has protected us. I can't call a potential new hire's old employer and say, so how, so why did you let her go? They can't, they're not supposed to tell you anything. I can only ask yes or no questions. Was she on time? Yes. Would you rehire her? No. So technically, that's how it's supposed to be answered. What is that realistic though, Jules? No, it's not realistic. Okay. It, but I think what this person should do is call the past employer, talk to whoever and say, look, I know I was let go, but I don't want it to hinder me getting another job you know, maybe there's some things we need to fix. I mean, I've never been fired from a job. I've left a job or quit, but I have never been let go from a job. Right. Um, so it's, it's, I think, I think it can be rectified. I don't think she should let it hinder her going, putting her foot forward. I think she really just needs to, you know, tell them up front, I was let go. And these are the reasons why I was let go or, you know, just say, oh, well, we just, we, I, I just felt like I wasn't the right fit. Okay. So this, what, what if, what if I'm the dental assistant and I have other uh, references that I can put as past work history, would you elect, like mm -hmm. say it's this really short stint in an office and you know, it didn't work out. You guys weren't the right fit. Would you put it on your resume? Probably not. But the honest thing to do would be to put it on your resume because okay. it's, I think it's worse to have a lapse in your work history. Okay. So you guys, you heard that, right? <laughs> put it on there. Be honest, be transparent and good. Yeah, things come. Because, because maybe this practice that you left is a practice that's known to be jerky and has high turnover. Yeah right? Yeah. So either, either way, I think you have to look at the brighter side of it. One, you learn from it. Two, if it really was your skill set or something and they tell you, you know, but remember every dental assistant has the right fit. So one office may think you're the worst dental assistant and the other office might think you're the best dental assistant. 
So you just have to find the right fit. Yeah, that's so and, true. You know, because I could go to a practice and people not like me. They like my personality, but they think my skills suck. Or I could go to another practice where my skills are great, but my, they think my personality sucks. So you have to find what's going to fit you and the people that like you. And especially that makes me sad because if your skills are not where they be, what do they do to help you be better at what you do? Yeah. And you wouldn't know what your skills were lacking in if you didn't do an exit interview about why it is you're getting let go. What were your... Right. And that's why... Yeah. Right. And it's so important when we onboard as a practice manager from a standpoint or if you're a clinical lead or whatever, it's so... Or the dentist, by that way. It's so important that we invest in the time of onboarding dental assistant physicians to correctly embrace them into the practice of how we want things done and to help them set them up for success in the practice and not feel like every day they go home, they're a failure because they're not doing things right. And most of the time, like you said, we are thrown chair side because the, the next dental assistant left and there was no time to train and their team is overbooked. There's always time. We just don't make the time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I think it starts with the beginning of properly being onboarded in a dental practice in a series of systems because we want to set you up for success in this practice. Even myself, after all these years, there's no way I could go be successful in a practice that just throws me chair-side and expects me to know it all, like how they want things. I don't think that's fair. It's stressful. It's also not time efficient but if they just took a half a day and we ran through procedures and we talked to the infection control that they do and we talk about how the doctor like that would set that person up for success yeah no I completely agree it's 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 so it's so worth it because everybody wins when you do it the right way uh-huh yeah all right well I hope that poster is able to hear this, you know, our opinions, if they might help or not, just, you know, if, if you, you were let go, find out why help elevate your skills. If it's something that you can control and you know what, right. forward and keep, keep going on. <laughs> That's right. Put your foot forward. There you mm-hmm. go. Well, Ms. Jules, do you have a post? I do. And I don't remember the exact post wording, but it was the age old question that she posted if it's plastic or paper to load the autoclave. She was a little confused. Aren't we all? (laughs) This this question will make the world burn. But (laughs) we have to remember that couple things. One, when we're not familiar with a piece of equipment or we get a new piece of equipment or product we should always read the manual. One, what the product's all about. Two, how to use it. Three, what we should do with it. Because it's important that just because it's an autoclave, when we see that it's an autoclave, that we know everything about it because we used another one at the office. Well, things change. Models change. Series change. So we should always, always, if we're unsure, read the manufacturers. 
So for like in mid-March, it is plastic up. You should be looking at the plastic. The paper should be on the tray. And the reason why I say this is because if you flip the plastic over and you put the plastic touching the tray, one, it could melt. Two, it traps the moisture because the moisture, if there's any type of moisture in the instrument, and the plastic is up, it's gonna to fall to the paper, the paper is gonna absorb it. So when it gets dry, all the paper will dry. When you turn it where the plastic is down and the plastic is touching the trays, okay, the instruments are resting on the plastic, which is trapping the moisture and the moisture has no place to go besides up. And if there's too much of it, it's not gonna be absorbed anywhere, it's gonna pool. So when you pull out your instruments, they might be wet. Yes. So always read. I know there's one that it is paper up. Um, so you're looking at it as you place it. Plastic touching the tray. I forget which one. But always read your manufacturer's instructions. They show you pictures, how to load, how to care for it. Um, it's really important because you can break or you can ruin instruments or things are not properly sterilized. Like when you pull them out, if your pouches or, or cassettes are still wet, they're not sterilized. They went into wet. So they, when they go into wet, and they'll come out too wet. So you have to make sure you're properly drying them before we package them. Yeah. See, that's because what that autoclave can only dry so much. It only forces so much air through because they're thinking you are putting the um, instruments in clean and dry. Not clean, but dry. Yeah. They're not that's, clean until they're out of That's why every single step of the sterilization process matters. Between, right. you know, the jiggler, the rinse, the pre-wash, like all of it, there's a reason that there's a system. But the most important, before you package, you have to make sure those instruments are dry. Yeah. You know, that's why, you know, it's really highly recommended you use a hydrum you know, an instrument washer, because that does the whole manual process for you. So when you pull them out, they're completely dry. Like a dish, you know, like your home dishwasher, your, you, your dishes are dry, you put them away. They're not cleaned or sterilized. You know, they have to be pouched, packaged, wrapped, whatever, and then put in the autoclave. But they are dry so that you don't ever have to worry about the packaging or them coming out of the autoclave wet. Yeah. So, but if not, like we use a towel, um, we have little racks that we allow them to dry before we package them. You know, it's a, a cute little, it's actually a cute little hanging basket. You can get it on Amazon. It's like 12 bucks. It hangs in your sink and it has little dividers on it. And you, we just put our cassettes in them and all the water drips from it, dries from them. And then we pouch them and we yep. haven't had any issues. Yeah, I worked when, in an office where we had one of those nice executive units and we had a drying yeah. station. Like you would put open the doors and, and you put the instruments and the cassettes in there and it would literally have a fan that was going. It was really yeah. awesome. Yeah, we had, we had one of those too where you swiped your hand and the door opened and we put yeah. instruments in. And, yeah, and then uh, it's also loading the autoclave. I mean, if you're packing and packing the autoclave, Things aren't, the air is not going to be able to flow through the way it needs to be. So things are not going to get dry either. So you have to remember not to overload the trays. You know, 
single single row stacking or use a, a instrument rack inside the autoclave um, because like you said things are, will melt especially like rins I mean they're autoclavable but if you are packing them they're not going to have time to cool down and they're going to overheat and melt yep so it's really important to just read your manufacturer's instructions Yes. And read them in. I don't even care if the salesperson, the you know, the dental rep that comes in tells you one way. When you get that piece of equipment, whether it's a curing light or it's a laser or you read the manufacturers because that came from the manufacturer. Yep. And then there's no room for negative interpretation. You know, that's it goes back to Jules where they say, Well, nobody told me that, or that's the way I was told. Like it's not about yep. being told, it's about being educated. Educate yourself. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just I wish every every single um sterilizer in the whole world just had a big sticker on the side, you know, like and it just said all of the the bullet points, like the top ten things to know about right. this. <laughs> Well, it could. And if you don't have your manual to your equipment, you can find them on the manufacturer's website. All that stuff Internet. is right there. Mm-hmm. Yep. And if you need it, let us know. I have it all saved on PDF for all the different types of autoclaves. Genius. You are the DA's so. best friend, Jules. Oh yeah, <laughs> I'll put it in dental. I'll put it in dental assistance worldwide. All those files, I should load them up. They're all PDFs. That's so. awesome. So. Oh well, this. But that's so always the age-old question when I see it. I know. Like, oh God, here we go again. We've talked about it. It's either paper up, paper down, or fingernails, no fingernails. <laughs> yep, that's what that's what it's tuned. Fingernails or no fingernails. Lab coat or no lab coat? Yeah, uh, lab coat. So, well, good. We got a lot of questions answered today. I think so. Well, you have a the safe rest of your drive. Enjoy your bagel, and have yes, a fabulous I will. work. Yes, and all the dental assistants out there, keep plugging away, man. It's the holiday season. It's Come on, the we got a uh, little more than ten days left till we get a break, right? Oh so man, we get one day off. A day off with no dental. So, I hope no office is working on Christmas. So, unless it's a true dental emergency, right? Right. And if you truly and love what you do, guys, it won't yeah. feel like work. It'll feel like you're giving, you know, somebody the gift of health. Health. I you know, like you wouldn't yeah. see it as a burden if if you were able to, you know, help this eight-year-old kid save eight and nine, you know, because he fell into the fireplace right. trying to get into his stocking. <laughs> oh, I'm sure that's happened. I guarantee you. So. Well, everybody have a great hump day. Bye, guys. Thank you for listening. Bye. Thanks for tuning in to Midweek Jam with Rhonda and Jules. As always, if you guys need to get to hold of DA Rockstars, we have Facebook and Instagram, Jules Varney at Dental Assistance Rock, Instagram or the website or Facebook. And find your tribe. Dental Assistance Worldwide Group is a safe, vetted place for dental assistants where we're connecting and sharing our stories and learning together as a tribe. At the end of the day, we only hope for you that you were a better version of yourself tomorrow than you are today. 
And that starts by finding your people who are motivated to do better and be better. But until next week, keep on suctioning.